I am a strong black woman, and I still believe in black love. Although I'm not just waiting around for love to find me, I believe in cultivating black love. Well, I would like to welcome you guys to the Black Love Recovery Channel. And again, I really appreciate you guys making the time to join me tonight to spread some seeds and sow some seeds of Black love and what that looks like for the community. Um, before we dive into the interview, can you just do a brief introduction and share a little bit about yourselves and then we'll get started. Sure. I'm Cherie. Hi, I'm Glenn. <laughs> Cherie and Glenn Fowler. Um, married 10 years yes. this August. Mm -hmm. uh, nice. Been together uh, 14 and a half mm -hmm. years, mm -hmm. 14 and a half years. Mm -hmm. um, wow. Nice. <laughs> okay. We got married young. Yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> that. That's amazing. Can you guys share a little bit of how you met and what maybe attracted you guys to each other in the beginning? Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, we met uh, in college at Cal State Dominguez Hills. Um, actually, I was supposed to go out of state for college. But fortunately, I had to stay in California, in California. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. And then I was going out of state as well. Um, and uh, the school I was going to actually got um, flooded through Hurricane Katrina. And so the school shut down, obviously. And so I had to find a college last minute that would accept me a month before school was about to start. And so that's how we, I ended up at Cal State Dominguez and we met. Um, yeah, met that yeah. way at school and introduced by friends. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. okay, good stuff. So the next question that I had was, um, during your dating and courting process, was there ever a period of time where you may have called it quits and stopped talking to each other as romantic interests? And if so, could you share a little bit about that? If not, then could you share a little bit of how you believe that that wasn't the case for you? Um, it's, it's kind of it's kind of both. Um, I would say in the beginning, you know. Like how we mentioned, we were going to go out of state, and uh, I was at the school already, and I was going to move in with my brother and, and go to uh, Texas. Mm -hmm. And Hurricane Katrina hit, and I lost contact with him, so I couldn't leave. But around that same time, I met her, mm -hmm. so and I, I really liked her. I was extremely attracted to her. You know, wanted to date her. <laughs> I, I definitely wanted to date her, but um, I didn't want to start anything that I knew I wasn't going to possibly be able to finish, you know, mm -hmm. and I definitely wasn't in it. I didn't want it to just be a physical thing and me just mm -hmm. bounce and go to Texas. I didn't want to be that guy. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was kind of hesitant to even ask her out. And I'm mm -hmm. shy anyway, but I was really hesitant to even start <laughs> to even start anything because my intention was to leave, you know, mm -hmm. but once okay. I figured I wasn't leaving, it was, she's the only person I wanted like, to be around on. with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in retrospect, in retrospect, I actually believe that story now. Before when he told me that, I was like, he's just scared. He don't want to be committed. So I'm like, I'm going out of state. I'm like, yeah, right. Uh -huh. um, in retrospect, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Was there any nervousness? Was there any nervousness though at all, Quinn? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I said. Uh, me around my friends, around guys, people I know I'm the loudest and I'm I'm the clown, I'm the jokester, I'm the life of the party. But when it comes to like approaching like a woman or someone, I'm I'm shy. I, I I'm almost the guy that will write like, "Do you like me? Yes or no?" and give it to her. You know? Nice. Like, I'm like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> and me, that's uh -huh. safe for me. You know, I don't I don't have no game. I don't have pickup lines. It's just mm, I like you. Boy. 
Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's hey, it. I I appreciate that. I respect yeah. and appreciate that. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, good stuff. So, um, the next question that I had here was, um, what would you say has been the best part of being married? Oh, um, for me, it's literally been being with somebody that has seen me at my very worst and at my best um, and knowing that he's going to be there to rock with me and um, whether it be a prayer partner, where it just be a friend, whether it be um, accountability partner, he has been there to pick me up and to encourage me. And so mm -hmm. I just love knowing, um, having that, you know, that commitment and that we're on the same page um, and being able to trust him in that way. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, um, like, being married to her, is, uh, it's been a, I would say, a fearless marriage, which she's made it very safe for me to just explore, like, careers and jobs, um, try things and fail, you know, support me through applications and support me through my denials, um, through my disqualifications, you know, she's always been there. And I'll have my moments of like, oh, I don't want to try it anymore. And then she might, she'll support it, but then she'll eat, tell me like, you know, get back out there and try it again. So, mm -hmm. you know, like we met, no job, mm -hmm. Chili's, <laughs> you know, working at a warehouse and we supported ourselves up through college, her bachelor's, master's. Now we're both in our careers. So we, mm -hmm. it's, it's, I, I couldn't have done this without any other person. You know, I don't think I'll be in this same career you know, like she really pushes and supports me to nice. just get out there and do it. Yeah. Like I said, we got married young. So we literally like grew up together. Yeah. Um, and so every major life change at this point, we've done it together. And so yeah. it's just some um, reassurance in knowing that and comfort in knowing that. And yeah, yeah. it's a lot of trial and error, you know. And <laughs> I, think, I, I think we made it safe for each other mm -hmm. to, to try and to fail together, you know, just like, okay, well, that didn't work. And now yeah. we just got to try something else, you mm -hmm. know. <laughs> This yeah. might be jumping ahead a little bit, but can you talk a little bit more to that for singles as far as like, you know, starting young, like getting married young, and then like oh, you yeah. just kind of touched on about like, you know, um, being able to like weather through that and work through that together. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I think it's important if you if you are um, at any stage with like marrying young, just to make sure you give your partner that grace to grow. Um, mm -hmm. And that's emotionally, spiritually, mentally, whatever that um, that growth might um, might be. Um, because, like I said, if we were, <laughs> if we didn't give each other that grace, that forgiveness, we probably would have checked out a long time ago. And yeah. so, um, it's really important just to allow that person to grow individually, and then in retrospect, then you'll grow together as a couple. Mm -hmm. That's the idea. Yeah, and I would say also doing this, doing this young, I would have to say you have to be committed. Don't let anyone uh, or any other past relationship deter you from what you want to try and do. Mm -hmm. um, like Because we had no other young couple to um, mm -hmm. model our marriage off. Like mm -hmm. we were the only ones to ever do it, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And everybody's like, oh, you're getting married at 23? Like, yeah, okay, so when's she, when she having a baby? Like, no, she's not pregnant. Yeah. We're just getting married. Like, what? Mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we love each other. That's what we're doing, right. you know? so, so there, there was no one, uh, I mean, we had our parents, you know, that were married, you know, my, my, my mom and dad are a uh, pastor, first lady, her grand, mm -hmm. grandparents are bishops. So we had the religious aspect, but as far as like the young marriage, mm -hmm. we, we had no one. So mm -hmm. it was, we had to figure it out on our own. Um, mm -hmm. We learned early to keep people um, out of your marriage. Um, I mean, you can ask for advice, but the intimate things, 
that mm. don't work or that do work, keep that in the bedroom, keep that in your household because when people get that information, it, it could backfire, mm. you know, and that's, and you don't want that because mm. then they're different around your spouse or they're different around you. And it's just, it's not good. It's mm-hmm. not good. Gotcha. You know, and, and like I say, um, that's trial and error, you know, it's trial and error. And, um, yeah. and um, we really had the support of our families to get married young. I would say that, you know, we had a lot of support. Um, nobody told us not to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, we, uh, kind of maybe just a question like, oh, she's not pregnant. Y'all really getting married? Like, oh, never seen that before, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was kind of that. But mm-hmm. we really had support. Our families were extremely supportive mm-hmm. with, with our marriage and pursuing our happiness. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, I have no regrets. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I would have should have got married at 22 instead of 23, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so but, um, Go ahead. No, okay. but yeah, it, it, it was the best thing that, you know, that could have happened to me, you know? Nice. Yeah. So for everyone that's listening, could you share, um, I think you mentioned already that you were 23 when you guys got married. How old were you? Yes. Yeah, I was 22. She was 22. Oh, okay. You were 22 and you were 23. I was 23. Okay. And it was, it was really um, like, I really went old fashioned, I would say, because I really uh, got the ring and uh, she yeah. had her brother, her uncle, <laughs> and her grandfather, and her dad, oh, like, uncle, yeah. yeah, off. So I went to, I went to her dad first, like, hey, mm-hmm. I want to ask your daughter's hand in marriage. And he was like, whoa. <laughs> you know, and I pulled out the ring and he was like, oh, okay. So, uh-huh. so, we, so we talked and then I got his blessing on that. And then after that, I went to the grandfather. Asked the same thing, got his blessing. I, I went through all the men in her family, her cousins, yeah. uncles, wow. um, all of them, you know, so. so and that I, was important for me to get their blessing too. I knew they would say yes, but just um, because we do have that traditional sense in our family, yeah. it was really important for him to do that. And so um, it showed them too, like, okay. How did you know that, you know, you were, the other person was the one that you guys wanted to marry? So I actually knew... <laughs> I actually knew early, early, early on, probably like a year in. Of course, I never told him. Stop um, Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad she didn't tell me. <laughs> but I, I literally remember it. So we were in my dorm room and we were sitting in the kitchen and we were having a conversation about our family values, um, our upbringing and about church. church. And I really remember just like hearing the Holy Spirit saying, that's going to be your husband. Mm-hmm. And so I always kind of operated in the mindset um, of this is going to be my partner for life and then trying to care for him in that way um and so i knew early on when did you i would say um i knew i would say i spent every day with her you know because normally oh, i would gosh. go to the to the dorms and to the college and play ball hang with my boys but it was like i would go see her first and then go see my friends and then see her last or then mm-hmm. it was just like i wouldn't see nobody and just her mm-hmm. and then um i noticed i just started i don't know i just started caring myself different you know the you know, a couple of friends started withering away and then the people that supported me with her stood around, you know, and um that's when you started getting serious about working and so you were yeah, like <laughs> you yeah, had to, yeah. so, he knew he had to step up his game. Yeah, <laughs> the, the job changed, the, the career mind, everything my, my whole mindset, everything just yeah. changed because I was like, I gotta take care of her. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's more because I say, you know, I'm I'm born and raised in Compton and mm-hmm. um She's from Inland Empire, so I was like, "Oh, I gotta, I gotta give her that same lifestyle," even though that's not even what she was even thinking about. Mm-hmm. But that just, that's where my mind went, you know. So I just started the role of husband, working hard mm-hmm. and just trying to just be that support financially, physically, whatever she needed. I wanted to be that person. 
Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's beautiful. Wow. Yeah. All right. So the next cu- um, question is a little bit tougher is if you guys don't mind sharing some of the challenges that you guys may have faced as either, you know, an individual or a couple being married and what are some of the strategies that you have maybe tried or used to like work through those challenges? Oh, okay. So um, we've gone through infidelity on both sides. We've struggle or struggling with infertility um and so all of these things have caused you know trust issues and communication Mm -hmm. um barriers and so what we did we did couples therapy for a little bit the best thing you could do couples therapy Mm -hmm. i did my own individual therapy Mm -hmm. um and no i was saying yeah it it it, i was totally 100 against it Mm -hmm. but um you know once I allowed it and was open to doing it. It was the best decision I could have made, you know, and me, I would say, I don't want to be stereotyped, but as a man, I don't communicate well. You know, I hold it inside, you know, I'll compress it to as small as I could get it and go on without my day. Mm -hmm. And uh, it wasn't allowing me to, to be that love for her, that me compressing it. I wasn't, I wasn't the same person, you know, that I wasn't the person that she needed. And, and I think a lot, um, I think that that era, uh, it was a lot of God working on both of us, you know, and um, I've always remember just saying, be the peace in the home, you know, mm-hmm. be that grace that God gives on me to my wife. You know, she needs to get nothing but grace and forgiveness from me because I could have been dead and gone a long time ago. And I know I'm getting spiritual on you, but I'm just saying. Um, no, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. It just I just needed to see the bigger picture, you know. And now, and you know, it's kind of weird. It kind of was good that it happened because it made me realize like ain't nobody gonna love her better than me. You know, they may look better than me, but they're not gonna out love me. You know, so yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, and then just kind of going through that, we realized. um, Well, we knew early on that because the, when we got married and like you said, we didn't have those examples. We knew that our marriage, we were gonna get the benefit, but we were supposed to live our life out loud, our marriage out loud um, for other people, younger married couples coming up behind us um, to learn from us. And so um, we began to be very intentional about um, the messages that we put out there. And um, like I said, we're always talking about grace and forgiveness for each other and communication and that therapy is okay. Um, And so uh, we were very intentional about that. And that's kind of been our message about just being open, honest, and transparent in our marriage and um, living that out um, for other couples to see that as well. Yeah, and and I think I I put it in one of the other questions, like you you need to have a plan B because Mm -hmm. the plan that we had was get married, have kids, get a house and do the career. But we got married, we got the house, but then the infertility Infertility. came. And then that was, um, that was, uh, I'm gonna say it it sucked. It hurt, you know, it hurt, you know, and then, you know, I found out, like, with myself, you know, I'm going to be open, like, I have, um, huh? oh, like, like, a low count, a low movement, so it's mm-hmm. difficult for me to have a child, so mm-hmm. um, then I felt less of a man, I felt that I couldn't give my wife what she wanted, you mm-hmm. know, felt that I couldn't fulfill the, the, the marriage dream, you know, so that, that kind of hurt, but, you know, so- I, I, I always think that I, I married you with no kids, and I'll die with you and no kids. That's not going to change anything as far as me and her, you right. know, and 
now we like we could adopt some kids we got two dogs mm-hmm. now to, to fill that little gap you know <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay awesome. yeah. yeah definitely definitely i love what you guys have shared so far and i really love i think we're going to touch on it a little bit more when it comes to like the therapy the couples therapy and how important that is i feel it is very important um and i like it when i hear people say that you know before they get married that they do that too you know before mm-hmm. they get married. i think that's like great so yeah. um that was one of the key takeaways that I took away from the responses that you guys had. Um, and then the other question that I had to piggyback off of what you just said was um, if you didn't mind sharing with singles, like what it's like to like, I guess, like, you know, whether through some of the challenges that you had, keep that same commitment, you know, because relationships is like an everyday thing. Um, a lot of mm-hmm. couples have brought up, you know, you can't just like give up and throw in the towel over every little no. thing which is kind of common in today's culture oh, and society. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. more from your experiences like that mentality that you had with being committed working mm-hmm. through the challenges that you guys had i think it's a lot of um you have to let your ego go your pride go yes. um and um there's gonna there's a lot of sacrifice in marriage um and compromise and i didn't anticipate I didn't anticipate it being that much. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to, it's not, you don't want to, obviously you don't lose yourself, but you do have to um, sometimes yield to your, your spouse's, um, what'd you say? Um, Needs um, and in areas, I would say areas that I, he may feel like he's not as strong in, like, and I'm stronger in being able to balance that out. Like, so one of our early, um, arguments was finances yes and so yes. um we he felt you know the traditional i'm the man of the house he needs to i do everything but we quickly learned <laughs> yeah. we quickly learned that i manage finances better so it yeah. took him letting his pride go but luckily it only took a year for me to figure that out <laughs> it, it only took yeah letting, you know letting yeah. his pride go and yeah. um allowing me to operate in that in, in that gift yeah. and so um i would say again it's it's you have to let your pride Yes. go a lot in marriages and swallow the bullet and like he said before too realizing the tone you want to set in your marriage so yes. realizing the tone you want to set in your household and um me responding to something that he's doing right now is that going to um take away from the tone that i want to set or is it going to um you know add fire to the flame or is it going to we can talk about this later we're going to have peace yeah. in this moment um and so really being sensitive to their um, strengths and weaknesses as well yeah, mm-hmm. and I would say to add on to that, you know, and that's the things that we had to learn because we were young coming into it. So as far as knowing your gifts and what you're good at, mm-hmm. you may think you're good at something, but when somebody else, when you come together with something, you're like, whoa, you do that way better than me. Mm-hmm. But it takes that for you to drop that ego to allow that person to operate in that gift, mm-hmm. you know, because I thought I managed money good, but I don't know where I was spending the money on. But <laughs> I was like, and you know, it's funny, I kind of did it like kind of out of like, fine, you take care of the money. Let's see what you go do with it. Yeah, and, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and Mr. Bill, yeah, the savings. We got a savings out of nowhere. Credit. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, let me just sit back, you know. I guess I'm good at doing something else, you know. But um, I would say, like, one thing that I had to uh, learn as far as, like, she mentioned being humble. Um, mm-hmm. You don't have to win at everything. Everything doesn't have to be that I won, I got you, you know. Perfect. Just because just because you got to come back or something snappy to say back to if she says something you don't always have to say it you know if you're a bigger person you win by keeping it inside you know um everything doesn't require an immediate response i had to learn that i had to just sit back and just listen and really listen to what she's saying 
and you know reflect on my response to think think about what I'm going to say because uh, there's power in the tongue. You know, out of yeah. the yeah. out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, mm -hmm. and you could really destroy your partner by what you say and yeah. by what you don't say to your partner. Mm -hmm. And um, I had to learn those things quick. You know, I had to because my wife is emotional. You know, whatever I say. <laughs> uh, whatever I say to her, I can read it on her face and how she acts. I really have to be conscious and really take what she says seriously because mm -hmm. it may not be like what I have to learn. Just, just because it's not important to me or if it's not going to take any time out of my day, it's going to affect her. So I have to respect, you know, you know, the response that I give her to just put awesome. some thought behind it. You know. Wow, I love that. Thank you for sharing both of you. I do <laughs> want to talk a little bit more about when you had that mentality about setting the tone for your marriage. Can you share a little bit more about like, how did you reach that point? Or did you go in with that mentality already? Like, hey, I have, a, you know, an idea of what I want in my marriage. I want to make sure I kind of like do what I can to be intentional about setting mm -hmm. this tone. So can you share a little bit more about that? Um, I don't think I went in realizing what, I, well, I wanted, I know I wanted our, our marriage, our home to be a place of peace. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know if it was just through being young. So like a lack of like maturity in some ways, um, exactly kind of what he said, very quick with the responses. I was very quick with the responses. And so I had to learn exactly what, um, Glenn said that everything does not need to need deserve a response you shouldn't respond to everything um and then when you do respond making sure that it's words that are speaking life and not going to tear that person down because once it's out there it's out there yeah. right and so take, now you're trying to back. pick up the pieces and so um really taking a step back um so i'm a therapist so i'm always wanting to process stuff in the moment yeah. right then and there and he's not <laughs> like that and so mm -hmm. even with that i have to realize okay he needs pay, paying attention to what he says and what he doesn't say is really important as well. And so that kind of helped me set the tone and gauge how I'm going to respond or how I'm not going to respond in a, um, in a moment. Um, and so that's kind of like the mindset that I've taken. Yeah. And, and I would say with, with her, <laughs> because she's such a uh, analyst and <laughs> needs all the information that mm -hmm. you could give her. And that's not my character. So I know if, if I want to, not so much have this smooth conversation I get through this day smoothly I need to go out of my character to give her the dialogue that she needs mm -hmm. you know and it's kind of you know I kind of did it in the beginning pretending just to get it over it but it actually made me a better communicator <laughs> because now <laughs> now you know I just talk about it you know and, and now you know and I don't want to be that you know husband to where she can't come to me where I'm always angry Mm -hmm. or she's afraid walking on eggshells in her own house so I just have mm -hmm. to you know just be able to go out operate outside of my character to be you know set that comfort zone for her, you know mm -hmm. to, to allow her to be or allow both of us to be the individuals that we need to be allow mm -hmm. me to be the dreamer allow her to be the analyst you know mm -hmm. in our own mm -hmm. household love know. it Love it. So Glenn, I want to get a little bit more into what you've kind of already touched on, because when I asked the question about sharing some of the struggles that you guys may have had, you know, as individuals or as couples, you shared from the man's perspective, you know, a, a lot of men grow up with this, you know, mentality or they're being told to keep it in. You've already talked about like holding emotions in, not getting yeah. it out. And then you just touch on the communication a little bit more. So can yeah. you speak to like the men that are out there that will be listening to this and just share more from that perspective? And I guess like, how did you start to transition out of that? And I think you kind of touched on it a little bit already, but just kind of like go over that for them to oh, like yeah. grasp it. 
Um, I would say probably looking at, you know, other relationships as far as like seeing how the men in, in, in their household aren't communicators, hmm. how they, and, and how the women walk on eggshells and just the marriage uh, appears to be toxic. And I know that's something that I didn't want. Hmm. And I think just, I, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Um, okay. Um, yeah. If you need to take a yeah. minute to like, you know, analyze well, or think about it then. I think it got to a point where I realized that it, it was easy for me to talk about how I felt with my homeboys mm-hmm. and closing her out. And I know that by me doing that, if, if you, if I, if I was closing her out by not talking to her, then she's thinking about what I could be possibly talking about, which mm. may not even be what I'm talking about. Right. And now she's mad about something that I may be talking about, but I didn't even talk about it. If that makes <laughs> sense, you know, I got you. So, and, and, and I realized that I was doing the same thing, you know, and if I'm like, okay, she not talking about this, then I'm like, okay, who is it? Who is this? What did I do? And it was, it was stressing me out. And then it would eat up my whole day. I couldn't focus. I'm thinking about it all day. Um, probably not getting hungry. Uh, blood pressure is going up, you know, and I'm just like, you know, if I could spend four hours with my buddies talking about my day and what me and my wife are going through, why can't I do that with her when I'm already yeah. at home? Because I'm married to you. You know, you deserve that. You know, you, you should get that first, you know? And I think, I think that's where it changed. You know, I just didn't want to be, I didn't want to be that person, you know, mm-hmm. you know, cause, cause I've seen it in the past and I've seen how it affected families. It affects the kids, you know, it affects the work. So, you know, just, and, and it's not hard. It's not hard to communicate. Um, you're, you're not less of a man if you're talking about your feelings. Men do have feelings. Right. I cry. I cry. I don't care. I cry quick, you know, and um, I'm learning now just expressing my thoughts getting it out, letting her know how I truly feels. Then she can know how to care for me. Then she can know mm-hmm. how to either steer me into way to what I need or to not do that again because it may hurt my feelings, you know, mm-hmm. so. Uh, I would say, like, we did this thing, love languages, mm-hmm. and that's class we could have took, you know. So now I know how how to love her, you know. Mm-hmm. I, you know, speaking my love, yeah, speaking her love language, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, awesome. I hope so I answered. For, I know I was all over yeah. the place. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. So what I took away for the men out there is that communication is important and expressing your feelings is important. And I guess I like how you shared that if you could like sit with your homeboys for like four hours and tell them things, then yes. why can't I do that at home as well? I think that's yeah. a good, you know, yeah, way to tie it. Yeah, another thing I would add, just don't be so defensive. You know, if a woman mm-hmm. says we need to talk, then just talk. If you want to be a man, men talk. Mm-hmm. So so just do that, you know, just, just do it. So learn how to tap into the emotions because like you said, men are humans too. Everybody yeah. else feels so yeah. love it. <laughs> and and I, I would say like, you know, maybe like the older generation um kind of made it hard for the younger men to mm-hmm. because my granddad, my dad, we they don't talk about feelings, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's probably what I was trying to do with this, but it didn't work. So <laughs> I'm glad you broke that. You started to break yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which kind of leads into the next point or question that I had for you guys. You mentioned early on that you guys knew that, you know, your love and your relationship was going to be a ministry and example for other people to see and um, witness off of. So can you share more about um, that? And um, also like with the therapy too, like how that may help because in one of your responses, you said that um, it's okay to, you know, believe in God and then also 
have therapy instead of like, you know, a lot of, I think in the black community, we have this like stigma about um, therapy, like, you know, don't need it, just pray about it and everything else will be good. So I know that's a two part question. Can you share more about like, you know, knowing that your relationship, your marriage was gonna be a ministry for others and then also how, okay, you can pray about it and, you know, believe in God, go to church and everything, but mm-hmm. don't be afraid to like get therapy and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Um, I would say for me, it's because we, when we had experienced like the infertility, then we experienced um, infidelity. We, again, we, nobody's ever talked to us about these mm-hmm. possibilities that can happen in marriage, you know? And so right. I know I went in with the mindset of this kind of fairy tale marriage. You get married, especially you're married in the church, you do ministry together, you have kids, your kids grow up in the church and everything's, you know, rainbows and unicorns. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it didn't happen like that, it's like, what the heck is going on? And so um, for me, that's when I really became passionate about, okay, I'm, we're firm believers, you know, if this is happening to us, it's happening for a reason. And so we're not going to just let it sit here. We're, you know, we thank God that we made it through it, but we want to be an example for other people that may have gone through it and didn't say anything. And this might, um, having this conversation might help them break the barriers in their marriage or for those who are, um, getting married and hadn't had that conversation or had that thought of, Mm -hmm. oh, this could be a possibility, um, and know how to set the conversation and, you know, be aware that that could be something that could be happening and talk about what you might do if, you know, you come across a challenge like that. So mm-hmm. for me, that's when I, I really knew like, okay, this is bigger than us. Yeah. Um, and I really wanted to steward that well. And again, just so other couples can um, have that example and know that these things do happen and it's okay to talk about it. Um, and you should talk about it because there's a lot of silent killers in marriages. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and when, you, um, when you're able to release yourself, number one, and then release yourselves as a couple, um, it could really, that's really allow God to really work and move in your marriage. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I would say, um, like my wife mentioned, I agree with her. Um, it, I do believe it was, a, it was a spiritual journey for us, uh, for us to really, um, um, appreciate what what we have, you know, and and, and that's what how I saw it. Just I need to appreciate what I have. Um, he's given this to me for a reason, and, and I need to cherish it, you know. So, um, like I said, um, we had no representation of uh, the young marriage. Like I said, we had our opinion opinions coming into it. Um, yeah, it's just. How did you know? it was a ministry um i would say as far as like once we started talking about what happened and i think people just had a natural assumption of what we were going to do mm-hmm. and we went left on it mm-hmm. you know people were assuming like okay they about to split you know they're young mm-hmm. and it's about to be over because that's what happens mm-hmm. i know we actually got closer mm-hmm. um we, we did the therapy um the the relationship is it's got so so tight i would say just <laughs> with communication and it's and, and people were just in awe and i think um by us doing that it allowed other people that have gone through that just like okay this this, this you know mm-hmm. they, they're not I'm not saying like they're not the perfect couple but they do mm-hmm. have things going on mm-hmm. that i've experienced and they're working on it and they're getting yep. through it so now me and my husband could probably do this yep. too and this yep. is couples that have been to been married married 20 25 years mm-hmm. and you know like okay we've been married 45 years you know mm-hmm. and we're getting through this thing and yeah. I'm like, okay 
we can do this too, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it got to the point that like, you know, thank you for telling us what you guys went through. Mm-hmm. Because strange. we went through the same thing mm-hmm. and we didn't know how to, we thought we were the only ones that went through stuff like this, mm-hmm. you know? And they're like, yeah. so therapy really working? Like, yes, mm-hmm. do it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think it allowed people um, to, to try it, to be safe to mm-hmm. with, with their spouse to actually just try it, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I love that. Thank you both for sharing that. And that is so powerful what you guys are saying as far as like, again, seeing this as a ministry and then being willing and open to share that. Because a lot of people, I love how you said silent killers in a marriage, because that is very true. Like we just don't talk about it. And I don't think you realize the impact of that until after the fact when the damage is done. And it's like, no one has that mindset to like, you know, repair and to like commit. So I love how you guys shared that. You guys also, don't you have like an IG page where you are like, doing yes. like sharing the marriage like your perspective we, is we do we have our um fowler family voyage um instagram page and then we are in the works of doing our podcast and it okay. is about those um same topics. those yeah those it's mm-hmm. called pillow talk and so um it's about those same topics that you may sh- talk about as husband and wife but you may or may not um disclose to the mm-hmm. world yeah, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> The importance of just having those hard conversations. Um, And like I said, one of our our, our, um, episodes is about life after um, infidelity Mm -hmm. um, and marriage after infidelity um, and just how, you know, you can make it through something like that in your marriage. It doesn't have to be a deal breaker in your marriage and um, the work that you have to put, you both have to put in. It's work. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) The work work that you have to put in to um, to keep that marriage whole. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I love yeah. that because uh, it sounds like so the let me make sure I understand the basis of like your entire podcast and what you're doing is to show people that you can overcome and get through the harder topics that we don't usually talk about. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Much yeah. needed. Much needed. Yes, okay. yes, because it's it's nothing out there. There's nothing you could reference for those not that we've seen. Not that we've seen, yeah. you know, there's there's nothing yeah. out there, you know, and people we feel that people are going through this every day mm-hmm. and they, yep. they, they, they have no safe place to talk about it. There's people aren't talking about these things because it's, it's in the, the world views it as a failure mm-hmm. or the world views it as, you know, it's just a taboo. Mm-hmm. It's done. Oh, you did this. Oh, get away from me. But it's just like, right. no, man, you know, it happens, but people just bottle it up, you know, mm-hmm. but it's, it's really this. Yeah. I love that. I definitely think like you said, more safe spaces are needed to be created. That's kind of part yeah. of what I'm doing here as well. So I love that yeah. you guys are doing that, you know, as well and reaching out to other couples. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love yeah. it. Um, I would like to make sure that I do get your podcast information so I could share that. I was scrolling down here to see whether or not I had that. So um, definitely shoot me like an email after this and like give me the website or whatever links you have for that. And I will add it to the video once it's posted. Okay. Thank you. All right. Awesome. And also for <laughs> listeners out there, if you guys have any questions please make sure you drop them in the chat and then we'll get back to answering those questions at the end of the interview so um, if you have any questions feel free to drop them in the chat and we'll get to those at the end of the interview okay so the next one that I have is what advice would you offer to black singles that you wish you would have known sooner about marriage and then you just mentioned it about some of these hard conversations what are some of these hard conversations that more singles should be having before considering marriage um I think Again, getting married young, one thing we learned, um, it's important to have a sense of self before getting to marriage and not expecting um, your partner to bring your wholeness um, to complete you. Um, you should you know, have a sense of the things that um, are trigger- triggering for you 
you should have a sense of the things that you enjoy, the things that you don't enjoy. Um, and then again, not expecting your partner to make you happy. Mm-hmm. Um, you can experience happiness in marriage, but it's not your partner's responsibility to mm-hmm. make you happy. Um, and so even in knowing that is very freeing. Um, and so my advice again, would just to get to know yourself a little bit, um, have those hard conversations with yourself mm-hmm. first. Um, and so again, if you're able to be honest with yourself, then you can be honest with your partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't even know what else to say after that. Um, <laughs> so I guess what are some of those hard conversations? I would say definitely, um, you know, th- uh, marriage therapy uh, is, is a definite, mm-hmm. you know, and I would say do it with a third party, someone that doesn't know you, so you don't have any bias information coming back to you. Um, um, definitely, like how my, my wife mentioned, know, know yourself, um, know what you're good at, and know your struggles. Um, in marriage, coming up young, just um, it's okay to, to fail. You're going to fail, you know, maybe fail is a harsh word, word but you're going to make mistakes. You know, you're going to make mistakes and it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, just mm-hmm. do, do not give up on your partner. Do not give up on your spouse. Um, it's, it's important to, to set the tone in your marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, be that man that she needs you to be. Uh, there's children involved. Be that role model. Show your your son what a black man looks like to mm-hmm. being married to his wife. You know, to represent that love in the household. Mm-hmm. Uh, make it safe for people to express their emotions, their feel, their, their feelings, their dreams. Um, yeah, that's mm-hmm. all I got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, some of the other things that you mentioned in the responses, um, I love how you said that anyone could get married, but staying married is the hard part. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think a lot of people, you know, they don't consider many things getting married. And to an extent, you know, I guess that's understandable, but um, it's really important to have some of these, you know, hard conversations and especially the knowing yourself piece mm-hmm. of it. Um, I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of people, they don't, you know, take yeah. that time yeah. to really know who they are. I guess they're kind of like, you know, chasing that cookie cutter dream of you know mm-hmm. let me get the ring or let me you know get the family and you know we kind of like try to keep up with celebrities or the joneses so to speak yeah yeah, and, yeah. i was said to add on that being married once that ring gets on your finger it's not going to change who you are as a person yeah it's not going to change your worth ethics it's not going to change um your le- the level of love that you mm-hmm. have for that person um it's 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 a material thing, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it has a lot of respect and value behind it, but this shouldn't make you a better person the next day mm-hmm. that you put this thing on. You should yeah. you should already be that man or woman that you need to be for your spouse because mm-hmm. it's not fair to go into that marriage say, okay, once I get married, I'll change or I'll be different. No, right. like, no, no, no. You, you definitely grow in love yeah. as you're married, but again, it doesn't, going in with the mindset of when I get married, this is gonna change. Those things that I didn't like about that person, when we get married, they're gonna change it. It, oh, it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't yeah. work like that. Yeah. Um, again, like I said, you mature, you grow individually, you grow as a couple, you learn yeah. from each other as um, you know you're married, um, but you shouldn't expect just the ring to change or the marriage just to change that person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Um, let me see. <laughs> huh? I said it may backfire on you. Oh. <laughs> Definitely, I would imagine so. Um, so I want to get a little bit more into the responses. Um, you already covered where you said that, you know, don't expect a relationship to make you feel complete. Um, be able to be happy on your own as individual. You can experience yeah. happiness with someone, but that person isn't responsible for your happiness. I loved how you said mm-hmm. that. But that is yeah. also very true. 
Something else that you said was to never stop dating your spouse. And we already covered about it's okay to pray to God and go to therapy. Um, what are some of the ways or examples that you would say um, you kind of like keep that dating and I guess like that friendship building going on continuing through a marriage? So how do singles like embrace the never stop dating once we're, you know, married? Mm -hmm. um, so I think talking about a little bit about love languages. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so me realizing, you know, that he does like gifts. <laughs> he does like <laughs> um, acts of service. Um, and so knowing your partner's love language and mm -hmm. being able to operate in that, um, he knows I'm all day words of affirmation and quality Memories. time. And so, um, He's very intentional, but we try to do like a, a date night once a week or at least mm -hmm. like a couple times a month. It doesn't have to be like going out, spending money, but just like mm -hmm. doing something that I could tell he put thought into it yeah. um, and we're able to, you know, spend that quality time with each other. Um, yeah, and I would say embrace your partner's, um, not so much hobbies, just oh, yeah. uh, embrace the things that they love to do. Like I find myself now watching Law and Orders, uh, you know, CSI shows. That that's what she loves. Um, mm -hmm. As far as like us dating, you know, we do paint paint days. We'll mm -hmm. just spontaneous like, oh, let's go to Walmart, get a canvas, and we'll paint. Mm -hmm. uh, we go on walks. You know, it's um, so showing interest in that person's hobbies. Yeah, uh, I, I like to shoot guns and golf. Yeah. She's been out there with me doing mm -hmm. that before. Mm -hmm. You know, and she, I've been to salsa dance classes, yeah. Chicago step classes <laughs> with her. And, Nice. Um, we, yeah, yeah. painting pots and pans, you know. So, you know, I, I did all that stuff when we were dating to get mm -hmm. her to marry me. It's not fair for me to stop gotcha. once I got once once I put a ring on it. You know, yeah. you, you gotta you gotta keep it going. You gotta that's, keep yeah, it going. that's a that's Love another it. thing. Yeah, the same way you got them in the beginning mm -hmm. of your dating life. Yeah. Don't all of a sudden switch up once y'all yeah. get married thinking, okay, I already got the bag. I don't have to do like you still have to date each other yeah. and then um, we share, we're like, we don't have kids yet, obviously, but I remember one um, um, advice that I got from at my bridal shower was when you do have kids, you are husband and wife first, mm -hmm. and then you are parents. And so I know yeah. it's um, very easy. I have friends, obviously, to have kids and stuff like that. And your kids take up your, you know, your life. They're a big chunk of your life. Um, but I just saw the importance of you can't forget that I'm his wife, he is my husband. And so we have to make sure we're good, that we're on one accord because when we're not, then it trickles down yeah. to the kids and the kids yeah. feel that. And so that's something that we've always kept in the forefront of when we do um, have kids that we have to remember that we are friends, we are yeah. husband and wife first. Yeah, and the one thing if I could add to it is, you know, um, <clears throat> I remember my uncle told me, you know, he's a hard worker. He said, never give your job eight or 16 hours a day of hard work and come home and, and not put any effort into your mm. family. So it's very yeah. important. You know, you, you got to just as much effort as you put to get that paycheck. You got to put mm. that effort into love and to receive that love. You know? Love it. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I think that's a great, another great analogy to use. Love it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I did want to ask you to go ahead and both of you, if you don't mind, share a little bit about the, um, you know, completeness mindset and learning how to be happy on your own. Because um, that is definitely a big thing that I feel a lot of people experience oh, yeah. where they don't know how to like be happy on their own and they're looking for that sense of completion with yeah. the spouse and like you know they don't know how to find their own happiness so can yeah, you, yeah. you share a little bit on that uh -huh. oh of course uh look all right ahead. So, I, I would say um that that's extremely extremely important 
Uh, you can find yourself losing your identity real quick if you stop mm -hmm. doing the things that gen genuinely make you happy. Mm -hmm. uh, I have friends that are like, oh, I used to write poetry all the time. And now that I'm married, I don't write poems. I don't dream anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't have any thoughts. I don't write music anymore. Mm -hmm. Or I used to dance, but I don't dance anymore. It's like, no, you know. Mm -hmm. and, um, and it's not that, you know, it's like, oh, I can't be happy with you. Mm -hmm. It's just some, th some things, you know, are for me. This is my hobby. This is what I love to do. Yeah. Um, and, it's, and it shouldn't be disrespectful to her if I go do it alone. Mm -hmm. You know, like now, like I said, I love to shoot guns. Mm -hmm. I love to play golf. I'm going to play golf tomorrow morning. You know, <laughs> and it's just, those are just the things that, you know, like, it's it's not to just get my, my mind off the marriage or off the job. It's just my free space, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, and it's not me being selfish. It's just, that's my time, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. It's not that I demand it. It's just mm -hmm. every now and then you need to go have some time for yourself. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not saying go to Vegas for three days. You know, but just, <laughs> just you know, find something that that you love, that you know, that you can enjoy to do, mm -hmm. and don't lose it. You know, don't lose it. And the one thing I I really uh, say that I really appreciate um, Glenn has allowed me to do. Um, my education has always been really important to me, mm -hmm. and so he has allowed not allowed but supported me in my efforts in you know, going as high as I would like with education um, mm -hmm. and supporting that dream, um, wherever, you know, that kind of took me supporting me in that. And so that was a big part of my identity, being able to um, have that education and doing the career and stuff like that. So he supports me in whatever my dreams are. So I would say that's a, a big part of um, a big part of it is knowing your partner has their dreams and still allowing that person to dream um, mm -hmm. and supporting them, yeah. supporting them okay. in that. And that's been a big part of, you know, I, why I feel like I've been able to kind of maintain my identity because again, you could get the different hats you wear in marriage. You easily, like you said, get swept up in your role, yeah. your day-to-day -day role. Um, but when you um, allow your partner to um, grow and still dream and have visions um, and support them in that, I think that's really, really helpful yeah it's really helpful yeah, yeah would you two would you guys have anything to add on to maybe because you guys like were married young and i'm sure mm -hmm. that you started to maybe experience some changes you know like okay you know like how they say like people change like when you marry someone at 20 they might be different than you know the they'll be a different person as you go through the years so can you share like a little bit more on that when it comes to you know um the whole not being you know finding happiness in that other person and mm -hmm. having the individuality like mm -hmm. can you share a little bit more that's another layer to it if you don't mind <laughs> um do you feel like i have you changed um i would say your circle of friends has changed you're more mature mm -hmm. you know but not that you were immature yeah, but um i don't know i'm not trying to make it seem like we're just like that perfect couple but yeah. I, don't, I don't see any any change in her life. I've been consistent with keeping the relationships with my family. Like I still drive to LA. I still go to Compton mm -hmm. to see them. I still see my friends, you know? So um, I still, um, the things that I, that that are fun, I still mm -hmm. do. I, I don't think as far as maybe if I've changed anything, as far as like my mindset on far as like taking care of the home, mm -hmm. you know, it's more responsibility. So. But not necessarily you as a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see any yeah. big, yeah, any big changes. Only thing I, like personality, yeah, mm -hmm. personality, no. Um, career-wise, I would say like that's both of us. Yeah, um, he flipped the switch on me when he decided he wanted to do law enforcement. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and that, um, that kind of 
I had to sit with that because um, I have I have you know family that, that's in law enforcement, and I didn't know that that was a career desire of his. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when he started telling me that and actually started pursuing it, um, that really took a lot of me kind of. Especially when I started getting far. Like, yeah, holding my tongue because of course I want to be supportive of him, but at the same time, like I was not okay with it. Mm-hmm. And still, still struggle with it. So that kind of goes back to the whole mindset of supporting your your partner's dreams, yeah. um, and really just trusting God with you know if this door is open for him, then it must mm-hmm. be because God's opening it, and right. I don't want to be um, a hindrance in that. And so mm-hmm. what I need to, I need to figure out what my role needed to be in that moment mm-hmm. in that season to support him um, in that dream. I love yeah. that. So it sounds like <laughs> the tone that you're setting for your marriage is also like if you guys do experience like any changes or growth as an mm-hmm. individual, like you both are willing to like, again, go back to that tone that you're mm-hmm. trying to set for the marriage and like, okay, you like you said, how do I support, you know, my yeah. spouse for mm-hmm. change and growth that they want to do? I love that. Mm-hmm. That's important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, even, and I would say she even supported me like my last job, I was making more than than mm-hmm. this job well I'm not about the same but for a minute um I took a uh mm-hmm. um, it was a salary change yeah I took a, <laughs> so, yeah it was, it was a significant yeah. change of salary you know mm-hmm. and, she, and uh she supported me mm-hmm. you know I, and I just had to tell her I remember telling her like you know think long term it'll be better you know and <laughs> she actually she allowed you know like I said she created that safe place for me to just right. dream and go try mm-hmm. you know okay. and I think that's what we both just we both do towards each other. Mm -hmm. I love that. Wow. Okay. No. (laughs) Nice. So the next question that I have is, um, in the Black community, let's see, in what ways do you feel the Black community's experiences or struggles with marriage, love, and family may or may not be unique in comparison to other cultures? So I think one thing we talked about, I mean, early on, obviously, slavery days, um, Black families were set up to be torn apart. And so um, that's kind of the mentality even now, our, our prison systems, you know, our judicial system set up where the families are broken, specifically um, Black um, African-American families are torn apart. And so um, we, we see that kind of like as a, a barrier in um, just how um, the Black family establishment looks to society. Um, what was you? I would say, like, you know, one thing um, I would want for, for the young Black men and women to to put effort into is breaking that stereotype and breaking that curse of just having the single family home. Mm. Um, just because you were in that single family home, work hard, you know, become successful, but break that curse, you know, once, you know, try not to have your, allow your children to experience that. Now, I'm not saying that you can't be successful being a single mother or single father, but you know, let, allow your children to see mom and dad together, you know, you know, breaking that curse, healthy, healthy marriage. Love it. I'm going to read some of what you guys shared because I love um, how you shared it. So um, you said it's important for our black queens and kings to know the value of their soul and the importance of peace. Black communities need to do better at embracing our future generations and educating our brothers and sisters about unity and equality. Um, It's important for men to build each other up and not support things like gangs and drug use and that sort of thing. 
Something else that you shared that I really loved was um, current day society and social media continues to play a role in breaking up of our families and trying to instill this image yeah. of the black men, you know, being players or no good. And women or black women are constantly being shamed and made to feel ugly or not good enough. Um, mm -hmm. Because so many of us begin to believe in these negative stigmas, we begin to believe that we are not good enough and gravitate to those races and cultures that society has deemed to be more desirable and um, valuable. So I would like if um, both of you could share a little bit from what you shared in the written portion of this. Um, if you you could go ahead and um, start either one of you. Um, and then I think the other thing that I had onto that was um, I loved how you said, um, Sheree, about the cultural like shaming and um, oh. Yeah, I liked how you, if you don't mind talking a little bit more to that as well, um, speak more to not having to demean one's own race or being conditioned to think less of one's own race, even if you do find, you know, genuine love somewhere else. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, so I think what we were hitting on was just the way society portrays um, Black men and Black women. Um, it's not always in a, in a positive light. And so um, you have a lot of people who, and it's nothing wrong with interracial dating, um, but you have a lot of people that only, they specifically choose to date outside of their race because they have this negative view of themselves yeah. or of, um, you know, of, of the African-American yeah. culture. And so that's where I, you know, kind of take issue to it. It's like, you know, you can find love wherever, but right. it shouldn't be coming from a place of, because I feel like my race is not good enough. My race right. is not valuable. Um, and so, um, really just kind of keeping that kind of in the forefront of, um, again, knowing your own work, knowing your value, seeing the beauty in our culture, yeah. um, the beauty in the African-American families. We are so resilient, um, yeah. again, because of we were made to be torn apart um, with slavery and how all of that came, played out. And so um, really just embracing and loving our culture. And um, like Glenn said, the keeping the, uh, the the picture of the black family, keeping that unit kind of at the forefront. Um, it doesn't always pan out like that. We know we have individual situations. There's a lot of single parent family homes and um, we, we get that, we understand that. Um, but as much as you can, if you're able to keep that um, family unit together in a healthy environment, um, the importance yeah. of that. Yeah, and I would say definitely, um... I know I, I can embrace my culture a lot better. I'm not saying that you have to wear dashiki and afro every <laughs> single day of your life, but um, I understand that black is beautiful, you know, mm -hmm. and um, there and you can see it just by looking around. There's a lot of cultures that replicate, replicate and imitate black mm -hmm. black culture day in and day out, from the hair to the slang to singing and everything. And you know, and and you and I'm pretty sure you can relate. It, it boggles me when people say, "Oh, you're black and." Oh, yeah, the baby mama is Hispanic. Oh, you have a pretty baby. You have a pretty mixed baby. Like, what? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. why can't a black man and a black woman have a beautiful black baby? Like, you know, yeah. what is nappy hair? I, I don't get it, you know. But, um, and like I said, that's just the world. They put that, they model that and put it in commercials so much that we think that our hair is nappy or we think that we're not beautiful mm -hmm. or we're ashamed of big lips or we're ashamed of big hands or, or whatever this like just being natural with your hair yeah, the, the, the big nose you know all that stuff that's just what society, what society mm -hmm. deems as ugly and mm -hmm. not attractive you know and i would say that you know you, you re really have to know who you are and be love the skin that you're in mm -hmm. um walk bold in it you know wear 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 loud and proud you know and uh never let anyone or any woman or any man tell you what you're not and I think a lot is mainly, um, like I said, fathers 
mm. treating their boys as young princes at, as mm -hmm. from kings coming up. Um, fathers, you know, talking to their daughters, having those um, hard conversations about yeah. boys. You know, you know, a lot of men don't want to talk to their daughters about boys, but you know, they should. They should you know, they should. They should. <laughs> okay. I don't know how to say it, but it's just. Yeah, just just love your daughter first before another boy tries to. You know, mm -hmm. same thing with 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 men. Mm -hmm. Nice. What are some childhood experiences um, that you feel may or may may have impacted your um, adulthood and how you show up in your marriage? I remember when I wrote for this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would say me, like I was born and raised in Compton, California. Um, my childhood, you know, I had both parents. It, it was it was a good childhood, but um, it was interesting. You know, um, uh, experiencing gangs, uh, gunshots, drugs, prostitution, seeing all that before the age of 10, mm. um, uh, dead bodies, you know, it kind of, um, it kind of changed your perspective on play, playing mm. outside, you know, you're playing outside, but you know, you see certain cars, then you got, you can't play no more. You got to go in the house or when this guy comes down the street, you got to, you got to move out the way or you can't play with these kids because they're they're from a different game mm. or you can't wear this shirt when you go play because these people will mess with you so um it kind of forces you to mature a lot faster than what you should be yeah because you lose you lose that innocence of of being free to just be a kid and play in dirt and mud now you have to watch you can't bring the good toys out because somebody is stealing from you or you can't get a good bike because somebody mm. take it so i i think um some of that childhood was taken from me because of where where I live, but I think it also modeled me into to be the type of man that I am now. That's, mm -hmm. that's why I think I work so hard now to not stand out. I don't never want to go back. It's just that I want to give my kids a different opportunity, you yeah. know, to, to be a different type of kid from what I was, you know, mm -hmm. you know, more opportunities. yeah, more opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'd say for me, I remember um, <laughs> early on, I think I was probably like in my, in junior high and um, overheard um, like my parents having a disagreement. And that again, to me, I, I, I grew up in a two parent home, very happy home. I never, besides this time, saw my, my parents argue or anything like that. And so the first time I saw that, I was really like, oh my God, like what is happening right now? Um, and then just kind of observe, my parents never knew I overheard this argument, but just kind of observing how they handled each other after that, mm. that turned a light on for me because it made me feel like, okay, it's okay. You're gonna have disagreements in marriage. And so I knew when I got older, when I got married, that was, you know, it, it's natural, it's normal to have disagreements, but mm. how you treat your spouse after that, it says a lot as well. And so my parents modeled that to me at a very young age and they didn't even know it. And so nice. I definitely took that on um, in our marriage of disagreements obviously are normal, but how we handle each other after that is even more important. And so um, that I would say in my upbringing, that's a specific situation that really stuck out to me um, and that I always kind of put in the forefront whenever we have a disagreement about, we're gonna have this disagreement, but how I'm gonna treat you after is still gonna be with the same love and respect as I had before. Yeah. I love that. So mm -hmm. just to piggyback off of what you just said, as far as being intentional or like how you treat your spouse after an argument or a disagreement, would you say that like, do you have like 
some sort of like, not like a plan, but like intentionally, it sounds like in your mind, you've mentally said, okay, I'm going to be cognizant of how I treat you after mm-hmm. the fact that we have a disagreement. Cause I guess going back to that whole tone that you mm-hmm. want to set for your marriage, you want to maintain that tone. Yeah. 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 Okay. I had to, it was a maturity thing. Um, so <laughs> my mindset is really just like, pause. You have like, it was like, was it a five minute? We have like a five minute um, rule mm-hmm. where it's like, it. just pause for a second because right now in this moment, like what I really want to say is yeah. it's going to- need a referee. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's just going to go well. <laughs> so let me pause for a minute. Um, and he's, he really taught me that as well too, because like I said, he, he definitely is more of the- um, suppressor in his feelings mm-hmm. and so and he'll he won't want to talk about it and i'm very like we're gonna talk about it right now mm-hmm. uh, and so him giving making that pause it really helps me helps mm-hmm. me be able to sit back and be mindful and intentional of what i'm going to say and how i'm going to say it uh, where i'm still true to my own feelings but where yeah. i'm able to say it where it's coming from a place of love and not a place of criticism or a place of you know anger or whatever the case may be so we we try to um, have this kind of pause moment, this space mm-hmm. moment, and then we can come back um, yeah. and talk about it. Love yeah. it. Uh, love I, it. I, and one thing I'll say, I learned uh, never argue or never talk angry. Mm-hmm. You know, try to try to compose yourself, get your thoughts mm-hmm. together, you know, because everything that you're going to say is to hurt. And yeah. you're not communicating, mm-hmm. then you're just mm-hmm. yelling. And just spitting out mixed emotions, hurt emotions, mm-hmm. and that's not that may not be how you tr- truly feel at the moment, yeah. but it's what came to your head because you're angry, mm-hmm. and you know, and it's more jabbing. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think like that mm-hmm. five minutes just to yeah. let me go walk the dogs, let me go lift some weights and calm down. Yeah. Uh, don't, mm-hmm. don't, please don't go to alcohol quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because you're mad, don't go. I used to, I somehow yeah. I still, still do it. You know, I need a beer, or I need a couple. Just don't. Do too much yeah. but yeah, yeah. by you. learning to, learning to respond opposed to reacting yeah mm-hmm. that's what it is yeah. um nice. how am i, I like going to respond to this because a reaction is most of the time you know you're you're you have no a lot of mm-hmm. times control over it you just you just yep. do what it's impulsive and it comes so natural yeah a, a response <laughs> and but being able to respond is really being intentional about okay what message yeah. am i going to put out there yeah. um what right words am I going to be saying right now and how is that and be and considering how that's going to impact that person so mm-hmm. yeah it's the time for me to learn that yeah <laughs> okay hey Glenn I do want you to share a little bit more from the man's perspective um as far as growing up you know your childhood and all of that can you share and speak to other men out there as far as like um what I have here um the approach like how does that impact your approach to relationships and raising a family and you know like being married how does like that childhood environment like you said that you felt like you were robbed of a childhood to a degree yeah. so can you feel yeah, a little bit that? yeah I would definitely say like the childhood was different but I, I think seeing my dad in the house and how he worked hard and how he took care of the family, how he was there for us and my mom, um, him talking to me about mainly uh, respect. So my dad, when he raised me, well, he still raised me, like, you know, I'm grown, but it was a yes, sir, yes, ma'am. So if if you're one day older than me, it's yes, sir. You know, Mm -hmm. so I think with him putting that in me as a young boy, um, even acknowledging adults walking through my neighborhood, you know, always, him always, you know, allow, allow me to help other people. Mm-hmm. I go help sister Johnson, I go help them. So I was always helping. So I think um, 
him teaching me that young, um, I would say, say it's very important for young men to um, definitely, uh, well. Some type of mentorship. Yeah, yeah, find, find some mm -hmm. kind of mentorship, you know, and like I say, um, sometimes you're not fortunate to have that mentorship in, in your household. You know, I, I was definitely, for, def, definitely fortunate for it to be my mm -hmm. father. Um, he made sure he kept me uh, out, out of the streets, away from certain individuals that he seen weren't good for me. Um, he definitely kept me in church. You know, mm -hmm. my parents kept me in church. That was uh, <laughs> one of the best things they, that they that they did for me. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, it, I think they really taught me uh, a lot of respect as a, as a young man. Got it. Nice. So respect and mentorship. Finding yeah. that. You know, okay, love it. What would you guys say that you love most about each other? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would really say his um and it sounds so cliche but it really I feel like it, it just is the catalyst of change in our marriage his um heart and love for God um because knowing that he's in alignment with that it allows him to love me mm -hmm. how I should you know be, be loved how a wife should be loved um and just his um his his openness to just exploring new things with me like where I, i'm very adventurous and some things that he he steps out of his comfort zone a lot for me um and that that says a lot because um it shows that he's interested and that he's wanting to kind of learn and he's open to that yeah. um, and how he just he's a provider he has excellent work ethic and um, at the end of the day if it requires him doing like a two-hour overtime shift or whatever the case may be he's going to do that um and so he's very intentional about um trying to cater into what i need um and if if he doesn't know i feel like he's he's learning he's being open to like i feel like i'm missing the mark here how how can i you know love you in this moment or what I, you're coming home from work venting is it because you want me just to listen or is it you, know, you want you want me to ride with you and we can go you know do, <laughs> do. <laughs> nice. hey. yeah, very like, what do you need from me this moment because i don't know and so it's like um, i do love that he um has been open to um, stepping out of his comfort zone and communication and doing things um and then again just like how he loves me um how he just how he just loves me mm. um, yeah and i would say with her is uh definitely the way she loves me back. I would say she makes it easy for me to love her. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I'm grateful that she receives the love that I give her. Um, I love her smile. Look, I'm all getting emotional. <laughs> no, but I, I love her smile, um, her, her work ethics. Um, I love that um, when the environment is safe, she's the biggest dreamer and has so much uh, charisma, mm -hmm. spontaneous and ideas. And I love that I, I can create that place for her to be safe and try any and everything that she mm -hmm. wants to do. Mm -hmm. um, and I love that she just, she's not afraid. Mm -hmm. When she puts her mind to it, says, I'm going to go to school to get this BA, she's going to get it. And if she says, you know what, I want to get my master's, she's going, she's going to go get it. Mm -hmm. And it just, it's just, it's nothing that I haven't seen her put any thought to, to where she's failed. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it may be bumps and bumps along mm -hmm. the road with people, but at the end of the day, she's going to succeed, you know, and it's just, there's no stopping her. There's no mm -hmm. stopping her. And just 
I just love the circle of friends that she has, you know, just, yeah, yeah. Just, that's, that's my girl. <laughs> nice. Love it. Love it. That's beautiful. Hey, so um, we're on to the last question now. So if anyone has any questions that you would like to ask, make sure you drop it in the chat because um, we're about to wrap up here in a little bit. The last question that I have for you guys is, can you share your thoughts on relationships, dating, and marriage today? What do you feel is needed to make marriage successful? And maybe also share, um, it's kind of a two-part question, if you don't mind sharing, like, what are you guys looking forward to as far as, like, with regard to, like, your future legacy? Um, so, I mean, what I'm learning, we obviously, we've been out the, the dating game for a while. <laughs> but what I'm just hearing, but I mean, like single, you know, single. Um, it's it's totally different out there. It sounds like dating. Um, and so, uh, again, my advice is kind of what we touched on before. Um, take that time. Don't be in such a hurry to get married where you um, bypass or ignore areas of opportunities to really grow individually, grow. Um, again, we talk about learning yourself. Um, take that time, that space to really learn about yourself. Um, and then the husband, the spouse, the partner, um, if it's meant, you know, it, they'll, they'll come. But um, really take that time to learn and grow um, yourself. Yeah, um, successful marriage. Um, being able to operate um, in obedience from God, I would say uh, being able to be a humble individual, um, knowing when to be that listening ear, mm -hmm. knowing when to be the comforting hug, um, I would say knowing when to fall back to give them their space, um, knowing who you can and can't talk to, you know, you really have to have a spirit of discernment. Some people can't handle the information that you're going to give them. Mm -hmm. And some people aren't, uh, you're not required to tell a lot of people anything about your marriage, but mm -hmm. be careful who you talk to. Mm -hmm. um, it's okay to tell people it's none of their business. Mm -hmm. um, even, if it's your, even if it's your mom and your dad, uh, some things that, you know, I don't tell my parents about, you know, that's because it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's personal now. This is yeah. an intimate yeah. thing, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I know you're my mom and my dad, but this this is between yeah. my wife, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and being able to put your spouse first, mm -hmm. you know, like I love my mom and dad, but she comes first. Yeah. And, and they respect that and they know that, you know, and uh, it's good to have that support from the family so you can be the husband and wife that you need to be. Mm -hmm. uh, and as far as like uh, the future, um, on top of like so we have this like three c's for mm -hmm. our marriage so it's the commitment compromise and communication okay um, and so we really feel like that has um really um kind of been the structure of how we kind of navigated things like the importance of just being able to have the open communication the importance to be able to compromise um when it means again like i said staying stepping out of your comfort zone for your part your spouse and then um just the commitment you have to you have to be committed so yeah. you can't be ready to leave after every argument you can't be no. you know you have you have to stay in there and be committed um to the betterment of your marriage and so yeah. um those three c's have really helped us kind of structure um our our marriage and so yeah and, and i also say learn how to invest into your marriage um mm -hmm. marriage isn't about just paying bills or oh i got my half of the rent where's your half of the rent mm -hmm. um it, it's, it's it's more to that than just paying bills and going to work you mm -hmm. actually have to just sit you need to be able to sit with your 
with your spouse and have a five-year plan or a 10-year plan or a one-year plan Love it. and not just and not just plan our vacations for next summer you mm -hmm. know like really like what do you want to do and how can I help you get there mm -hmm. you know, or what are, what do you want to do or are you afraid how can I help you get there you know so mm -hmm. being able to, to have that person to bring those things out of you um to to know your fears and to help you navigate through them and um, like I said, as far as the future, um, we ready for these kids. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, nice. So, yeah. For me, like that's the next chapter for me. Yeah, like yeah, we, that's, you that's, know, that's, that's, that's next thing that we're married, career, right bought the house, got the dogs. Mm -hmm. so, so we ready for the we ready for the babies. How many do you like to have? How big is it? How many do you like? me, yeah, how big of a family do uh, you have? At this point, however many come. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I mean, tw twins, twins run on my side of the family, so I'm open. Yeah, like yeah. we were like twins, we got the names, like we're, we're whatever God wants to bless us with, like we are open to that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Wow. So that, that's, that's what the future, I mean, but as long as I got her, I'm good. Wow, guys, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. There's definitely a lot of great um, pieces of nuggets that I'm going to pull out from this and um, highlight when I post the replay of this. So thank you so much. I'm going to check the chat real quick and see if anybody left any questions. So we can knock that out. Okay. Nope, I don't see any questions um, here in the chat. So I will ask you guys, is there any final piece of information that you would like to share? I do want to make sure that I get your podcast um, information. So just shoot me an email with that website link or the podcast, and I'll definitely make sure to include that with this. But is there anything else that you'd like to share before we close out? Um, mom and dad, love you. <laughs> That's about it. Okay. That's it. Okay. And well, thank you. Thank you for all yeah, of us. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. We love you too. Love you. We love you. I'm like, who is that? Parents. That's me. Dad and mom here. Oh wow! Hi. <laughs> thank you for joining us. All right, you guys. Well, again, I appreciate you guys making the time. I hope you guys have a great rest of the evening. I will send you another email when the links are posted, and I will okay. see you soon. Okay. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Have a good evening. Thank you, everybody. Be blessed. Right. Bye.